Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, everyone. It's Helen here, voice of Azu, Enola, and Laverne, and host of Enthusiasm. Today, I'm here to tell you about Divisor, a podcast on the RQ network. Divisor is a dark science fiction audio drama with elements of horror from Harlan Guthrie, the mastermind behind the unsettling and addictive series Malevolent. In this immersive tale, we follow Sun, a young man who awakens aboard a spaceship bound for Earth, on a mission to recolonize a desolate planet. However, Sun's journey takes a sinister turn, and he discovers unsettling truths about his world and himself. The entire series is available for you to listen to right now. So, search for Divisor, that's D-E-V-I-S-E-R, wherever you listen to podcasts, or visit www.divisor.ca or www.rustyquill.com for more information. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode. Hello folks, Helen here, voice of Azu in Rusty Quill Gaming. This is an advert for the podcast Anomaly. Anomaly is a TTRPG meditation podcast that takes you into a world of magic and fantasy. You'll be invited to imagine yourself in scenarios like learning to cast a tranquility spell or exploring a land once vanquished by a dragon, all connected by a shared mythology. The podcast combines the traits of a great dungeon master with those of a meditation guide, weaving tales of fantasy that stretch the imagination, while you learn to centre yourself, find confidence, and relieve stress. Featuring the voices of Ruth Connell from Supernatural and Todd Stashwick from Star Trek Picard, Anomaly is available wherever you find podcasts, or at seekanomaly.com. That's S-E-E-K-A-N-O-M-A. L-I-E dot com. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode and take care of yourself. Hi everyone, Ben here. I'd just like to take a moment to thank some of our patrons. Joshua Wilson, Rhiannon Knoll, Cynthia J. Stewart, Morgan, Julian Plumador, Xenia McAllister, Chris Schneidmiller, Ryan Frazier, Dan Pratt, Sean. Thank you all. We really appreciate your support. If you'd like to join them, go to www.patreon.com forward slash rustyquill and take a look at our rewards. Welcome to episode 81 of the Rusty Quill Gaming Podcast. I'm your host and GM, Alex Newell, and with me today I have... Bryn Monroe. Lydia Nicholas. Ben Meredith. And who are you playing? Hamid Salaharun Al-Tahan. Sasha Rackett. Grizzopdrick Act Amsterdam. And the nightmare that is my campaign continues. Yay! As you bounce. It would be a nightmare, except you don't let us sleep. <laughs> so, you know what? Awful. Just a grinding, half-awake, exhausting. You're, you're making us live through your night job. <laughs> Look, I'm years, better for it. Years and you will oh, be no. too. Yeah. This is We're it. just going to become pale and eat only butter and salt. Speaking of which, how's the undead thing going for you? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Loving that. It's greasy. 
So, yes, mm, long story short, sticky blood. you're in Prague, you manage to defeat Kafka, the evil necromancer. Meritocratic forces in, in league with the cult of Mars are, are hey, apparently... Dis- not nice people. No, they're not. But they are sort of disbanding the university, sort of. But right. have, after your conversation with uh, Oscar Wilde, you were allowed to head off and go to sleep. Yeah! As long as you don't lo- leave the university grounds. But there are plenty of halls, there are lots of empty rooms. Let's go visit the Olivers and have a sleepover party. No? No. no. Okay. How does not no. do that? All right. So, this is going to be like, so try and sleep. Sasha tries to go out the window and find a high point to rest in, which is what she's done before. But. At the point where she realises opening the window is hanging out like a mile oh, yeah, or whatever like, it is yeah, above the surface. Yeah, hundreds and hundreds of feet. And there's all these spinning things <laughs> in parts. And the, and the geography of where she was thinking of climbing seems to continue to shift. Well, the awkward thing is you'll climb to the highest point you can and then somehow you're actually at quite a low point as it cycles through and ends no, up at the bottom just, of the university. She, she peeks out of the window, takes us all in and then... It's probably high enough. And and shuts the window. So, yes, you're given sort of free reign to choose where you want to sleep. There's plenty of places that people can point you to, but you are explicitly sort of forbidden from leaving the grounds. Not by wild, the Mars people kind of are a bit pushy still. Well, I'm going to raid the kitchen and take it all back to my room. (laughs) It's easily done. Good. Everyone is Hammond quite sleeps occupied. First. He'll eat later. You all sleep. Everybody, give it? me will save. Yeah. What will save? Yeah. Oh no! Aren't you a paladin? Yeah, I get. I have a big modifier. I still rolled a four. Ten. Ten from Grizzop. Thirteen. Thirteen. Fifteen. Fifteen. All of you actually sleep okay. Yeah. You wake up. Why would you try and disrupt the one thing? <laughs> the one thing! You sleep okay. Can't even give us that. Do I need to give another one for whether I erupt in horrible zombie sores? You know what? Yeah. <laughs> Those necromancers were rubbish. I'd be, I'd complain that you jump in the gun, but actually I'm a little bit proud of you at seeing the pattern here. <sighs> Eventually, you're going to be the only party that has 40 saves at the start of the day before yeah, you can even get we'll going. We'll actually get to a point where we dread sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be like my Do we need to rest? Wait, no, no. Do, do I, I get out of bed Let's keep going. Do I get out of bed? You wake no. up dead. No, I don't. So, can you give me a save? What kind of save do you want? That will be a fortitude save. 14. 14? Mm. Your wounds open a little bit, but, like, you've only taken, like maybe the equivalent of say d6 damage so let's say one you get one damage oh yeah how much do we heal uh you were all healed back yeah, to we got full super healed by up. all oh, of the nice paladins okay. before the mean paladins turned up big mean paladins big mean paladins but yeah you wake up and you've in the time that you've had this condition like you have woken up in a lot worse state than this mm-hmm. that's a perfectly manageable oh it's a little bit of blood plus I slept funny. That's what you've got. Ugh. But yes. My bones ache. Eventually, a uh, fresh as a daisy looking uh, Oscar Wilde rocks up and uh, comes I knocking at your doors. And he's just prestidigitating. We all know that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably underneath you know it all, he looks like the portrait of Dorian Gray. <laughs> Not Dorian Gray itself. We're all aware. If you want to judge, give me a sense motive. No, this is just something that Sasha assumes. Whether you don't it's... have to. So yeah, twenty-five. 
bang on. There's not a chance that this guy went to sleep. He has been awake all night, and you are very experienced in people who are pretending not to live a double life and yeah. stuff like that. <laughs> he looks fresh as a daisy. But there's also makeup under those eyes. It shimmers. Ha- the, the glamour shimmers. <laughs> Hamid finally looks put together properly, but his colouring is a lot more sombre than it normally is. Lots of blacks and greys. Navies and very dark greens. Okay, nice. He, do- he doesn't wear monochrome. Okay, it's so still colour. So it's more, just a lot of sombre. It's more autumnal. Yeah. Cool. Like okay. he, he prefers he normally prefers bright greens and purples. But well, I mean, we've, today, we've got twenty minutes looks, till the break, so I can keep we can keep he digging looks into like this a sad a swamp. <laughs> <laughs> Not a happy moonlit pool <laughs> or a lovely shining lake in the mountains. So, so Grizzab, what but are you sporting this season? Uh, so Grizzab is looking a lot more cheerful uh, and is still wearing his, um, you know, breastplate and leather mm, duster. Very thing. in at the moment. Uh, yeah, but they are they are shined and they are darned and they are patched. And very he has nice. two chicken legs in each hand and he is happily. Cool. So the judges the will one. be looking for <laughs> uniqueness. Okay, and this is why nerve. I want to be uh, Miss Prague. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I want to save in the voice. And yeah. <laughs> so, yes, uh, Wild invites you for basically some breakfast in what looks to be, again, a hall canteen. There are actually students now milling around, but there are Mars paladins everywhere Br- and lots of plain suited people. All the that are bacon and eggs you have. No, no, wait, come back. I think what you heard was bring me a lot of bacon and eggs. What I said was bring me all. The bacon and eggs you have. Ooh, and 15 sausages. So you are all sat in a canteen with other students eating huge amounts of food. Uh, Oscar Wilde is sat there with a coffee, uh, just a coffee, uh, kind of kind of lounging. How are you all feeling? Do you want a sausage? I'm actually... Uh, are you sure? Oh, I can never turn it down. There you go. Oh, my gosh. So, um, Both in character. Yeah, <laughs> I, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I told you, I like this one, he's alright. Will you please stop talking about me like I'm not here? He won't. But you're here, you're he, adorable. He keeps. You, you will fi- quickly find that the, the worst part about working with Oscar Wilde is just how annoying he is. I'm gonna lean into him and say, Look, mate. Yes. Don't muck me around. Don't talk to me like a child. And don't you dare treat me like anything other than a paladin of Artemis. Are we clear? I'm pretty certain this is how I treat all of the paladins of Artemis. Right. Like the best thing about working with Oscar Wilde is how he's not there very much, <laughs> and and he makes all of the violent loss and trauma actually seem pretty mild in comparison. I'm gonna look at Wilde. I like these ones. They're funny. Uh, he does pay us quite well, mm. and, and we are doing good things. Oh, that reminds me. He literally reaches under the table picks out a nice heavy looking and sounding bag. Appraise check, appraise <laughs> check. Don't <laughs> sit in the middle of appraise the table. It, appraise it, oh she only got she only got a two but on, on like, top of that is an eight so ten. Yeah. Ten, okay. Yeah. It's you, a lot of gold. You know that you know <laughs> that You can only get it to the first decimal point. Again he's paying in platinums rather than gold. Ooh. You know that it's more than say about six thousand mm. but you would have to sort of sit because there are some like jewels in there and you know breakfast there's things going on uh, and plus you've got to make sure that other people can't see in the bag yeah. so in this racket she can't tell the sound of an emerald from a ruby yeah exactly within a sack exactly. of a dozen other kinds of and metal. the exact yeah. figure is uh, 6,500 but of course you'll find that out later okay you've got a decent idea of what's in there 
consider that expenses. Uh, of, of course, factor in our good paladin here. Uh, yeah, yes, well, I mean, we'll divide it three ways as standard operating procedure. Do we owe any of it to Brute or since. No. Why Brutal would you owe anything to the. Brutor is officially Bertie's heir. There was a will. Right. Yeah, so I was just wondering for like his labour, but we just that no. I mean, if you, I mean, it's your money to. Al- his no, co- it's fine. Wow. His contract ceases on death, and oh, okay, all right. Yeah, Grand. I mean, you know, Brutor is still entitled to all the, the the current property of the I state. Mean, that, but he doesn't accrue any more I mean, after the, the right the death. Wow. Okay. That dog's got a lot of debt. Ooh, I may have dodged a bolt there. I I don't think you were actually that close to. Being named there, <laughs> you'd, you'd be surprised. You'd, you'd be I'm, surprised. I'm pretty, pretty certain. I, uh, no, so, not, so. what's going on? Yes, right. Can right. we get out of a place where everyone is looking at me through their massive metal faces like they want to kill me? We can't really talk about the mission in public, yeah, of course. Uh, if you'll follow me, he wanders back to the office that originally he sort of lounged in. He seems to be setting up shop. He has you notice that there's sort of like a, a cupboard to the side that's populated by his wardrobe and, you know, sets of shoes and stuff. He's very much making himself at home. I yeah, really I, hope you don't expect us to stay here long. I do need to go and make a, a report to Captain Van Dyke. Uh, she has been notified of your current situation. I need to make a report. Right, yeah. Um, I'm pretty certain that's not going to happen for a while. Why? I mean, you, you can try... What? A, no, just tell me why. The university's in lockdown until oh. they've completed all of their investigations, and you know what the so Mars attractive. lot a lot. Yes, basically. <sighs> um, realistically, it's going to be a couple of days. They're extremely. Couple of days. Well, they're very thorough. <sighs> they're slow, is what you mean. Every time I'm out of the sight of the three of you, I think they're moving towards me for some executing. They're in, really in, up now, for executing. In fairness, that's a pretty valid fear, actually. We should probably keep you out of circulation. They definitely want to execute me. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, like, I am... I I would be fine with that, except that it's quite... Like, the geography of here is a bit... But it's quite hard to sneak around. Well, also, I mean, they all have... Uh, I mean, most of them have detect undead at will, so, I mean, they, they can oh. basically see you through Wait, the walls. what? No! Am I detectable as undead? Do I? Like, sort of goes almost like she's got bad breath. Do I? Do I? <laughs> do I have an undead, like... Uh, no, but or... using magic, yes. What? Well, because you are. I'm... Well, I am not a zombie. Can, can we get that fixed? Is there a way to... Um... You know what? I have no idea. I can talk to Captain Van Dyke about it. Yeah, uh, give me a religion, knowledge religion check as well. Uh... That is a 13. Let me double check the name. Well, fun fun story, actually. Clive the Paladin um, Clive. did actually spend some time undead, and you know that he was cured. Oh, Clive, yes. Uh, the, he's the one that has yeah, yeah, uh, the, the, the no arms, yeah. uh, no hands, no feet, and was dead for a while. Yeah. Like, you, you know that he was well, undead for a so while. So they did something with Clive, because he was undead for a bit. Um, right. But look, so I just want to... Be, be be clear, right? Artemis doesn't like undead, but we're not like Mars. If you're doing good work and you're not horrible, then basically fine. 
Right. But generally, I'm dead tend to be. Oh, so okay, horrible. so I'm I'm an exception, am I? Right. No. To the rule. Yeah, that no. sounds about right. No. To okay, my understanding right. of the art. No, you're not. Look, I really regret oh, you're not all that. Exception. Saving the world. No, stuff no I've been doing. it's not. I mean, no, I appreciate it's been you. Been a lot no. of hassle. Not really. Just, not, I'm just warning you because uh, Paladin's very black and white and uh, no, where they see the world. absolutely not true. Not Artemis. Is there like of... a school of healing in this university of magic where there might be some expert that can fix what got done to me by Mr. Ceiling? Probably not. That hasn't had their kick, uh, teeth kicked in by a Mars person. Yeah, that sounds about right, actually. Well, if their teeth have been kicked in and they can't heal it, then they're probably not good enough. <laughs> no, no, my... they'll have verbal components. So <laughs> arcane <laughs> magic doesn't tend to deal with the healing arts. You're really looking at celestial so I say I can talk religious. to Captain Van Dyke yeah. so we sorted Clive out so we can sort you out I mean the Church of Aphrodite or, or the Church of Apollo are quite good at the healing arts as you started talking like Oscar slowly started to tune out and he's just doing paperwork on the desk for a bit so uh, Newton's rooms why Why is there anything to do with the simulacrum in Newton's rooms we thought we were looking for Tesla's rooms. Well, whilst you were running around and getting yourself involved in yet more hijinks, and by the way, thanks for that again. Um, He's always like this. Yes. I was. Yeah, uh, that was digging. a job. That, that was my job, all right? Oh, I'm very happy for you. Anyway, so, yes, basically, while uh, whilst that was happening, I did manage to arrive and start doing a bit of digging. It would seem that Kafka and Tesla were working on something a while ago. Thanks for the specificity of that. And as part of that work, they were doing a lot of work where basically Edison appears to have been sniffing around after the fact. And to put the cherry on the cake, it would seem that the work continued after Edison departed with the assistance of Liliana, who I believe was turning into quite the prodigy in her field. She was always very talented. I can't believe she'd be involved in this, though. She she wouldn't hurt a fly. Well, I have little knowledge about the research beyond the fact that it interested Tesla and Edison was hot on his heels. And that Liliana, to all intents and purposes, is still inside the uh, Newton well, study. Let's which, just of go course, to Newton study, right? Yeah. There's probably whole mazes and labyrinths and yeah. monsters. I mean, let's get pocket, pocket dimensions, I'd guess, really. Yeah. Well, as far as I'm aware, the only person who returned in the last 50 years from Newton study was actually Einstein. Um, obviously, we can't talk to him. So, yeah. Let's go and just be the next people to come out. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like there's very much left for me in this dimension. I really Don't like you, you Grizzop. Right. He's great. You, you just did it. Anyway. So, let's let's go before we kill Oscar Wilde. It's a great actual motivating factor for this party, Grizzop. You'll learn is basically right. getting away from this guy. Yeah, all right, cool. Shall we leave? Mm. All right. Oscar proceeds to lead you towards back towards the residence that you were in, where it was the uh, mm. the sort of the deans and so on. And he he proceeds to give you break out a briefing that he's he's prepared at some point and is begin reading you. The brief notes being that uh, Newton, known as a master of sort of planar works, planar travel, planar manipulation, etc., uh, who walked in the story goes walked into a study two hundred years ago and just didn't ever walk out. From the outside looking in, everything looks normal. But a team of researchers about 40 years ago went in and the only one that made it out was Einstein and he was a bit funny when he came out the other end. Um, as far as uh, like the, the documents of interviews with Einstein after the fact were, he kept going on about a desert 
and he kept going on about an oasis. Uh, and that was basically it. He was he was made a bit funny. Should we make sure thing. we're carrying plenty of supplies before we go in? Yeah, Desert Oasis sounds like it. You know, it would have been really useful having someone that could, you know, create water coming around with us right now. Oh, well, I can't do that. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, that, it, can they all do that? Paladin, mm, like sort of people that worship gods-ish. If we choose to, yeah. Right. It's a very, it's quite a very simple, ability. basic. Ability, oh, I thought it was because really. he was all oceany, you know. No, 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 honestly, like, no, they I can mean, just all do it. it's dime a dozen. Right. It's a little better than basically fetching it yourself, really. Oh. Well, in the desert, it's quite handy. So, anyway... Oh, it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> We've just forgotten all the people we lost like that. That's fine. Let's just keep going. That's the attitude. He then makes it and leads you towards Newton study. Eventually, you find yourselves on the top floor of that residence where, obviously, all of the other offices and Kafka's were right in the basement was. Uh, not the tower, which is obviously was Einstein's, but the top actual floor. And you find yourself staring the most mundane office door possible. You know, wood, slightly chipped. It has that kind of frosted glass with uh, Newton on it in chipped uh, black lettering on the door. And you can even see through the frosted glass to what appears to be a mundane study on the other side. Right. I have actually genuinely stopped on the way to just buy a bunch of food to stick in my bag of holding. Oh, yeah. That's fine. Yeah, I'm guessing. Is it all like student takeaway? It's just a load of menus yeah. and, and numbers to call. Yeah. It's, it's stuff that will actually keep. Lots of salted meats, I'm guessing. Yeah, and yeah, and travel bread. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go dwarven. Elven travel bread. Lembas. Better. Better. But uh, yeah, you find yourselves at the door to Newton study, and uh, while it's just kind of next to you, um, obviously, I'm, I'm going to be honest, my priority here is that you can find out whatever research was being done. We'll see done. you back in your new office when we're done. Great. Well, thanks a lot. Um, it's been a pleasure. Grizzop. See ya. I wouldn't want to be ya. <clears throat> oh, he's so sassy. No, I, think, I think you're right. I think off. he really hates being himself. Look at him. Look at him go. That frozen smile. You know what? Yeah, he does have a certain frozen smile quality and he sort of jaunts off down the corridor and then down the stairs, leaving you alone. Get, get some sleep, Oscar! He just leans back, knew you cared, and then heads down the stairs. He's just awful, isn't he? <laughs> very, very, very irritating. Oh, mate, you don't even know yeah. the half. Yeah. Right. right. Anyway, yeah, let's go in the scary do- uh, study. Before we go in, Hamid, if I grab you and throw you to safety again... Please don't stop trying to do diplomacy on people. Like, would you speak? Just stay safe, right? We we keep losing people, and I just if I throw you to safety, run, run, Hamid, run. As when I, I shout, run. It's the thing you do. You run. That's what you should do. You should. I'm run. sorry, Sasha. I think you do have a good point. Like. The thing is, I'm actually not very fast, and I worry that running away from things isn't going to be very effective most of the time. And I do think in that specific situation, those people could have been reasoned with. I mean, I know they're not the most reasonable people, but I, I will try... Their priority seems to be executing me. I, I agree, and if I had realised that ahead of time, I would have been much more keen on the running plan. Um, I would try to be more more sensible in future. Right. Cool. Let's uh, thank, go. Thank, we thank, go. You for the, thank you for the feedback. <laughs> Such managing. I'll open the door. Okay. And I will take a break there and be back in a couple of minutes. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact... 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. And welcome back. So, you open the door. The door is opened, and you find yourself looking into a mundane, actually fairly small office compared to uh, the others that you've seen. At the very far end of the room, which is, what, 10 feet, maybe 12, there's a very large desk, very, like, mahogany, really well made. It appears to have some some knickknacks on it, like a, like a paperweight and, like, a snow globe kind of thing, like a crystal ball, call it. Is it a snow globe with a desert inside? So when you shake Give it, Give me a perception check. Moves. Uh... 26. No. <laughs> it, it appears to just be a, a, a glass bauble of some kind. Mm-hmm. Um, on the left-hand side, there's a fairly large bookshelf. and Are on... there any books <laughs> that are slightly differently coloured than the rest, <laughs> sticking out at a slight angle to be pulled? Give me a perception check. Um, we, no. should be, we should be really careful in here, guys. I mean, much like Einstein, Newton was a master of teleportation. It's possible that anything in here is, you know, secretly an item of transport you to and somewhere to the right hand side you can see a door ajar which looks like it leads to maybe some kind of bedroom um, but well, let's just search this room thoroughly yeah, well, first can you detect magic I mean yeah I, but it's not some of it might be hidden as well uh, I do in that indeed cast detect magic okay cool so you focus on the study and you spot you wake up on the floor oh you have quite the headache you're right Yep, there's definitely some magic here. Okay, cool. Right, well, that's not going to be very useful then. Hope not. Okay, let's do this the old-fashioned way. You did definitely get the sense that it was a benign school, so it wasn't anything like necromancy kicking around, but that's pretty much all you got before you were like... Mind blown. uh, Bear with me a second. I step out of the room. I take out my food supplies from my bag of holding because mm-hmm. you can't open a bag of holding in a pocket plane yeah move them to a normal bag yeah step back into the room you step into the room oh and say shall we <laughs> oh yes right um sure S- search through everything f- to find out anything that's all right out of place perception checks okay give me your perception checks 28. 18. 15. Everyone give me a fort save, please. <sighs> so many saves. 15. 15. 11. You're all okay, all right. So you enter the room, and yeah, you begin going your separate ways to, um, you know, have a, have a search. And then things get very weird very quickly. With each step that you take away from the front door, the distance between you and the rest of the room seems to increase. Oh, so it's like one of those dreams where you can never get to the door. Yeah, that kind of thing. So, like, you take a step, you take a step. The fourth save is there's a moment of proper nausea because, you know, you take a step and then it's like you've halved your height. And then you take another step and you've halved your height again. 
and basically the room, the further that you walk into that room, the more it just seems to stretch away from you. Is it also getting bigger then? Yes. Oh, wow. Right, so let's stick together here. Yep. Yep. <laughs> there is an awkward moment, though, where let's say that just for flavour, you all step in a different direction as you go through the door. The distance that you cover in that first step, oh, it sorry. looks like it's going to take you about five minutes. No, that's a big exaggeration. Um, it looks like it's going to take you a bit of a walk to then meet up with one another, but one step, whoa, and you're all back together. Okay, um, all step in the same direction at the same speed. Yep. I suppose it's time to sing a little marching song. <laughs> right. I don't know any let's, little marching let's songs. Let's do... Do-do-do-do-do. Do-do-do-do-do. So what is your direction that you're picking? Because obviously entering into the room might be slightly more complicated than entering the room. So where in the room are you aiming Forwards. for? Should we head for the desk? Yes. Yeah. Okay, great. You start walking, you know, towards the desk. And yeah, again, there's that weird moment of like, um, like, nausea as you, you, your perspectives are all warping but you all you know are together with one another and it seems that the most um, severe part of it is in the initial stages but nonetheless you find yourself walking you're walking along and the room's slowly growing bigger the room continues to expand the room yep. continues to expand the room continues to expand you find yourself shifting from medium to small small speak for yourself to tiny and as you're going this room is becoming effectively a cavern just a vast vast cavern until eventually we are walking through the carpet in a lovely I've read this book yeah (laughs) exactly yes a complicated fibrous forest however it's not a carpet is it not is it wooden it's floorboards as you walk you find yourself starting what was you know, as things keep going the way they are, the floorboards, which were varnished smooth, seem to have a bit more texture to them. Eventually, the slight ups and downs, till eventually the edges of the room start disappearing to your vision, and you find yourself, surprise, surprise, on a huge, effectively flat plane that's almost disappearing off into the distance. You can see in what appears to be, like, to your eyes, what you assume was the haze of normal distance. Mm-hmm. The desk at the far end, the walls on either side, and the door behind you, and you are just on a huge, barren, flat plane. Wait, hang on a minute. Um, let's walk back and I'll start drawing a chalk line so we don't get lost once we lose our, um, you know, landmarks. I can hardly see the walls from here, so I don't really know, you know... Uh, yeah, so let's um, okay. go back and mark our way. Sure. Turn around, walk back. Okay, that's fine. Everything shrinks and returns. It cool. doesn't appear to have, like... It doesn't appear to be a trap. It doesn't appear to be any kind of, like... It's not trying to get you. Okay. I guess it's, uh, he did say that um, he's a teleporter, so probably he can traverse it very quickly. Mm. People who can't teleport is like a mission. also makes sense how people got lost in there. Mm. Yep, well, here we go. Yep. Uh, chalk out dragging it behind me mm-hmm. and the chalk will get smaller with me mm-hmm. so the line will relatively stay the same size mm-hmm. great okay you, on we go to accelerate time you continue to walk you reach the same period that you were at before 
and it more or less seems to then stabilise. The room doesn't continue to shrink, to ring. So right at the edge of your vision desk, right at the edge of your vision doors and the door behind, and then it seems to sort of normalise at, at, at yeah. just massive instead of infinitely big or anything. However, you obviously... Um, if you keep going until you run out of chalk, you do manage to do so. Because once it normalises, the, the distance seems to be fixed. Okay, we keep going. Okay, cool. So you spend the rest of the morning walking across the floor of the office, which is now this featureless plane. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you hit you hit about lunchtime, and you do appear to be making some kind of you know movement across, but you're looking at like maybe two, three days of travel before you're going to make it to the desk and how are you going to scale the desk? I wonder if we could get a horse up here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's basically... How long do we want to go in this for? Because um, well, we're going to be on lockdown at the university for at least two days anyway, but I don't really want to spend a whole week. I mean, I've got to get back to my parents and the, f- the funeral. Yeah. I mean, is this super important? We could go do something else. Well, I'd like to f- find Liliana if, if we can. Are, you, are we sure she's in here? She came in and didn't leave. I mean, there might be around the corner or around somewhere. When we get to the desk, it could be a whole, like, happy little civilization inside the chest of drawers. Like, she yeah. could have a whole palace made out of paper clips. <laughs> like, we don't know. Let's, let's stop for lunch and then keep going. I mean, I don't think a horse would cope with this, but we don't really have any faster ways to travel. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I'm out of ideas apart from explore this weird thing. Like, I'm not... This is, you know, arcane stuff. It's not, you know... We're all knackered. There's nothing to do but walk. Unless you can detect anything. Uh, not unless it's undead. Really want to, hey, to, to, to try? Literally, that's all I can do. Uh, well, I mean, again. to be fair, maybe there's another undead person here. Uh, it's the, it's not it's not that wide-reaching, honestly. What would happen? Wait, hang on a minute. If you fired an arrow, what back at the door? Well, like upwards. So I guess. Well, I don't know. I'll give it a go. Actually, not upwards. straight up. Or okay. <laughs> oh, you know me, you Ben. <laughs> um. Yes, I aim it at a 80 degree angle. An 80 degree angle, Ben. Yes. Um, <laughs> in front of us. Sure. So, it looses from your arrow, and it appears at first to just be, you know, flying through the air, but then there's a very definite sense of it warping a bit in terms of its size. Like it'll swell and shrink and swell and shrink, and then it lands what seems to be an appropriate distance from you. Okay. But when it was at the top of its height, it started to go a bit. Weird. Wibbly wobbly, but it, it did return. It does seem like this plane appears to be you past the transitional stage, basically. Okay. Give or take. Well, since we can't fly. Mm. Yep. But it does look like the effect might end, you know, as we get to the other end of the room. Yeah, well, this is just like just what, give it an enchantment, right? A few of ours. Mm. I mean, Can someone break I'm it? I'm sure this makes for, if anyone were to listen in on this, it would make for spectacularly thrilling. <laughs> I mean, sometimes we have to deal with a puzzle. Let's go forward. I mean, it has been, what, 80 episodes and I've given you one? Yeah. Puzzles. Like, think, this doesn't immediately turn boring. Right. (laughs) I'm sorry there is nothing for you to hit yet. I want to hit things. I want to do a perception check. Okay. For for things to hit. Yeah. Sasha is stressed 
bored and exhausted. And agoraphobic, let's not forget. Oh, yes. Gosh, oh, I goodness. had actually forgotten that. She has no nothing to hide against, except for two small people. <laughs> it is a huge, flat, empty plane. The nearest thing is oh, the chair of I'd the desk, and that's maybe a day's walk that. away. This would be like her hell, because she doesn't even have a tank to flank against. It makes sense. She's been quite tetchy up to this She's point. She's very grumpy. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. So, uh, her perception is 16. Is there anything to hit? Your perception is 16. Everyone yeah. else give me a perception check. Ooh, <laughs> that, natural 20. Um, no. So, 30 total. So, Sasha, as you're casting about looking for something, you, you see there's a, a weird... Like, right at the edge of your vision, between you and the desk, mm. there's a weird slight shimmer to the air. It's like a heat haze. And Hamid, when you spot that she's noticed something, you turn and yeah, heat heat haze seems to be the best description of it. It's that sort of wibbly wobbly that you get um, that is like you're looking at a road in a hot summer's day, that kind of thing. Uh, it if, looks a few hours walk away. Yeah, if we if we stay at the same scale, it would be a couple of hours walk away. Yeah, maybe about that. About that. All right. Look, there's something over there. Let's walk towards it. Maybe we'll find some. Beautiful civilization of oh, people that someone live. Someone talked about a desert and an oasis. Yeah, Maybe that's the oasis. And this is the desert. That makes sense. It does feel a bit desert. I think we it's got deserted a... at least. Yeah. yeah. All right, let's go. All right. Eat as we walk. So, a few hours pass, and you are making decent headway. It looks like the desk is about another day's direct, like no veering, no digressions. Another day, you'd be at the desk. Um, however, as you're drawing nearer to that shimmer, it becomes apparent that it is a, like, sort of like a localised phenomenon. I don't know how else to describe it. Mm. To your warped perceptions, it looks like it is the equivalent of, say, about 30 feet across. And it's coming from a specific point in this, this featureless landscape. And as you're approaching, it gets bigger. And it actually, it looks like it's fanning out from the gaps between the floorboards which obviously you're, you're having to make a running jump to get past these um, but it looks like it's coming out from between the cracks of one of them it's fanning out and then it just seems to, to dissipate go over to it yeah, yeah. Uh, shoot an arrow in mate before we stick our head in uh, alright it, it passes through the shimmer and it ends up on the other side it still has that sort of wibbly wobbly vibe to it but it doesn't appear to be damaged or in any way everyone give me a perception check 22. 16. 21. Actually, okay, everyone apart from Hamid can tell from here, you know, as you get a bit closer, there is a distinct smell. And it is a smell... Basically, it smells like a massive amount of, of gas from, say, a, an unlit lamp or something like that. Mm. Right. To So a pipe's burst or something. To give you a, uh, a sense of the scale, though... If let's say that this was a leak, in real terms, it's a tiny, yeah. tiny little leak. But scale it up, and suddenly, yeah, it looks like you're facing some kind of leak. So, if there's pressure on that, could we use it? Could we create some kind of parachute, hot air balloon situation, float up above it, and then be carried along? Uh, I think the more difficult problem is going to be breathing. I also a, love that that's Sasha's solution to this. That's the most of... Sasha solution to a problem I've ever heard. I love it. She's in very terrible danger of becoming Batman. <laughs> uh, I mean, 
I've got a tent. I don't think we could create the appropriate lift, though, really. I don't know how that works. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm more worried about being able to breathe if we're passing through a cloud of gas. Hold ah. your breath. Yeah. I mean, but if it takes us 20 it's, minutes to walk across it. Well, it's only passing up for a floorboard. If it's a gas leak, I'll only be coming up, like, through the floorboards, right? So when yeah. you're on the other side, it, you know, if, even if it's in front of you, there'll be a pocket with a floorboard. Everyone give me a wisdom. Just a straight wisdom <laughs> oh, check. I'm not understanding. One. Unnatural one. That's fine. Three. Eight. Oh, no, 12 plus three is 15. I love you guys. So a one, a 15, yeah. and an eight. Yeah. Okay, the one. Yeah? That sounds about right. Yes, The eight. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, if we ran, probably be okay. The 15 will give you one extra thing. Let's not forget, it's a massive gas pocket of flammable gas, where even the smallest spark would cause the equivalent of a Hindenburg disaster for you. It's just, people are too busy focusing on how to get by without breathing, and it's just kind of like a, also, you know... We could make it explode. Uh... Yeah, I mean, I could set it alight, or you could use one of your bombs, but I don't see how that helps us. Well, d- would it'd it break? be a massive explosion. Would it? Would, would <laughs> it? Would it? I mean, only to our scale, it'd be like a small what? flame what? on the scale of the room. If if you burnt the room down, would it break the enchantment? <laughs> I mean, Clinging to that wisdom it, check there. I don't think it is going to burn the room down. I mean, it's going to well, be if quite it's not. Then let's give it a go. Dangerous to us. And it'll burn off all the gas. So you'll worry about breathing. We should be at a very safe distance I first. I can arrows very, very far, and it oh. can be on fire. I like that idea. Let's do that. It doesn't sound safe, but well, I no, have but a we... better idea. And it, I mean, we're, I mean in, it, we're in Newton's study, and no one else has come out 50 years. It's not leak. safe. Once it's burnt away the excess, it will just create a small flame. Yeah, which we can walk around. Which we can probably walk around. It would be like a bonfire. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This sounds perfect. And... Pretty foolproof. Good suggestions. I mean, right, yeah, just I think we're quite far away now, aren't we? No, but further than this. I think we should be further than oh, this. Oh no, I can. Oh, yeah, I, I mean, I can fire this arrow quite far. 110 yeah. feet, I think. Right, well, let's Give back or take. Up and... No feet. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think we should be further away than that. I reckon if you choose the right angle, you could probably get it further because it doesn't need to be very accurate. Oh remember. my god! It okay. just needs to pass through right. the pocket yeah, of gas. Look, okay, I, I know how to fire an arrow. Let's back up <laughs> until we're about slam cut. You are an appropriate distance from the gas. See, Chris I appears I to have an arrow and bow in hand, and he's ready for the shot. Right. Do it. I mean, it'll attract attention, right? Light it. Yeah. Light it, hammer I cast Prestidigitation, concealing the lighter I carry with me at all times. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> to make it look like I'm lighting it with my thumb. <laughs> this is lit. Fancy. <laughs> a massive plume. Have you ever seen, like... A oh, gasoline explosion, you know, that really mucky, that's cool, that huge plume. We can feel the heat. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like, it isn't pushing you backwards. It hasn't got a concussion yeah. wave, but it is just a fireball. It is huge. Wow. Yeah. If I didn't know that that was probably actually tiny, that'd be quite impressive. Like, yeah, this, yeah again, if you were doing it to scale, it, it's like you've blown up multiple buildings huge right. however well, I hope that Liliana Luce, yeah Liliana that she likes fire maybe she'll come to us it's a good signal if yeah. she is around a plume of smoke starts going up as the flame burns itself down well, and reduces itself 
to a small wall of fire. Oh, that's nice. How, how long? Mm, no, how long's the wall? Leapable. Yeah. So in terms of width, yeah, it's, you know, a five-minute walk that way, a five-minute oh, walk that way, or you could just do a running jump over it. It's... Uh, I'm going to go round. I'm going to go round. Yeah. Yeah. Sasha's going to jump over it. Oh, you're going you're gonna to not go in a straight line towards the desk. Okay. Look at his eyes. <laughs> Look at his little face. Uh, well, yeah. I don't want to be a killjoy, but we have this landmark, and it's a wall of fire that goes in a straight line across the room. Sure, yeah. that's how it seems. Yeah. Yeah. Gonna Sasha's, <laughs> Sasha's gonna be like, I'll see you on the other side, All right? And jump straight across on an acrobatics check. Yes, please. And that's eight plus twelve, so twenty. She sticks the landing. The judges are impressed. Uh, yeah. All right. See you in a bit. We <laughs> go right. Yeah. Sure. You successfully circumnavigate very easily. What? Well, so while we're walking, so how are you holding up? I, I don't. I don't know. I feel like I'm still in shock, really. Okay. Well, keep focusing on the job. Yeah, um, that's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. There'll thank, be, there'll be time you. for stuff later. Well, we've got got to get back for the funeral. Yeah. Don't worry. It gets easy. You get used to it in my line of work. Apart from Clive, he seems to stick around. But yeah, it's like a bad stain, Clive. Yeah. Thank you. It's all right. Give him a pat on the back and then keep on walking. <laughs> Playing an actual character with bedside manner. <laughs> What's it like having charisma, Ben? Like oh, it's it? great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, you managed to circumnavigate and rejoin with Sasha. What have you been doing in that time? You had like you had 15 minutes to kill. They took ages. Uh, they could have just run and jumped. Juggling knives. Of course. <laughs> of course, standard. Anything to pass the time, really. <laughs> All right. All right. Oh, that's good. Do, do you have any chalk left? Uh, no. Well, hang on a minute. We've now got a nice. No, no. I just meant if anyone comes to the fire looking for us, I've got. A we could leave an arrow pointing which way we've gone. Mm. Yeah, I've got a crayon. Might yeah. as well go for it. Right, I'll start drawing a red crayon. Right. Okay. Oh. Just an arrow saying we went this way. Oh, all right. I was. Go- yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be amazed if you draw a constant line over days of travel how quickly they run out. Sure. Okay. I presume that you start walking towards the uh, yeah. desk yep. again. I'll do each floorboard. I'll yeah, do that it makes sense. We went this way. Yeah, that makes sense. So I'm going to skip ahead the jumping across floorboards and stuff, um, just for the sake of keeping things moving. Otherwise, mm-hmm. it's a chasm check every time. Mm-hmm. Um, so you keep going. You've come to realise something, which is you think you've you've done a day's decent march. You've marched across this. You made it past the gas thing in mid afternoon. Oh God, there's no day night cycle. And you've kept going. And the sun appears to be should be a fixed point shining in through the window. No time has passed. Oh. Brilliant. That saves... Well, it means we won't be late. Wait, hang on a minute. Is this actually taking time off my life? Is our time working? I mean, I feel hungry, so yes. Oh, no! What? No, I can't have that. I'm ageing. <laughs> this is awful. Wait, what? Are you immortal? No, I'm just aging. Like we're not doing anything. This isn't actually like there's no time passing. That means that there's like it's removing time from our lives. We're, we're, we're gonna live. No, but we're gonna live fewer days in like the normal time. Mate, I none mean, of probably, my life is normal time. Not no, that but, many fewer. Yeah. Enough. There's enough. No, this is terrible. Oh, they have really short lives, don't they, goblins? Yes, yes, I, I know. <laughs> well, Sasha doesn't, I don't think. No, I don't think Hammond does either. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, I, I mean, it's just, it might be a, a couple of days at most. Yeah, I mean, 
this no oh, oh, all right let's go let's make it quick <laughs> yeah let's make it quick do you have something to get back to because that then is a generally not life's work you know paladin of artemis we are working do. i don't have that we're yeah, working right now let's go yeah let's go <laughs> let's work quick yeah okay, uh, okay. so you've done a full day's march are you just going to march through the inverted commas night or are you going to have a nice rest and a we'll probably have to rest for a few hours just because of sheer tired yeah, yeah absolutely but without day and night cycles basically we stop when we're too tired yeah right? like so but that, that might mean just sitting yeah. down for two hours rather than Let's sleeping let's put it this way if you don't take an eight hour rest feel. every 24 hours you are going to be taking penalties yeah yes. so genuine yeah. question does anybody have a way of telling the time because no. sundials don't work there's no sunlight or like there is just sunlight so we actually will just completely lose track of time mm-hmm. there's nothing that says like yeah. we know that, can't there, even there survival are, checks <laughs> there, are, there are no markers or any way for you to tell how much time is passing now yeah. oh, I mean it could be that for all the people that left you know like 50 years ago for them it's just been an afternoon that's true or, wait no the other way around yeah more likely the other way around they probably died here if, I mean how long has Liliana been here oh dear I think I'll end the episode on that incredibly (laughs) sombre, depressing note. Yep, that sounds pretty normal with our episodes. Happy, 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 pulpy fun season two. Habits, one true love has died of old age. I might be reverting to the mean here. I mean, I'm just... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you're certainly reverting to meanness. No, 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 wait, wait. Reverting? (laughs) When were you ever away from the mean? Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. We did have fun that time we were doing puns about sea creatures. <laughs> Rusty Quill Gaming is a podcast distributed by RustyQuill.com and licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial International License. Today's episode was recorded and produced by Alexander J. Newell. To comment on episodes, make donations, and view links, images, videos, and show notes, visit rustyquill.com. Rate and review us on iTunes. Visit us on Facebook. Tweet us on Twitter at TheRustyQuill, or email us at mail at rustyquill.com. Thanks for listening. Stranger Things moment. That's a useful uh, thing to have, though. I'll isolate that. That's that's a boss from at least Magnum season three in there. Maybe Magnum season four. <laughs> Wait, do you want us to just like burp and fart into the mics for like a... for Foley? Yeah. <laughs> Again, yes. Um, so. Hi everyone, it's Helen here, voice of Azu, Enola and Laverne and host of Enthusiasm. Today I'm here to tell you about Divisor, a podcast on the RQ network. Divisor is a dark science fiction audio drama with elements of horror from Harlan Guthrie, the mastermind behind the unsettling and addictive series Malevolent. In this immersive tale, we follow Sun, a young man who awakens aboard a spaceship bound for Earth on a mission to recolonise a desolate planet. However, Sun's journey takes a sinister turn 
and he discovers unsettling truths about his world and himself. The entire series is available for you to listen to right now. So search for Divisor, that's D-E-V-I-S-E-R, wherever you listen to podcasts or visit www.divisor.ca or www.rustyquill.com for more information. That's all from me. Enjoy your episode.